Duke finally figured out how to close a game. After losing to Miami last month and to Virginia last week, the Blue Devils figured out how to beat Wake Forest in the last few seconds there of a game. We'll talk about three things we learned from Duke Wake Forest as well as the other Tuesday night matchups we had around the ACC. Let's go. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you for making me your first listen each and every day. I am your host, Candace Cooper. So happy to be able to talk to you guys about some hoops. We've got a lot of action to go over here. Three things we learned from each game. I've got you all covered. So let's get right into it. But first, I remind you guys that I am your first listen each and every day. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I know, listen, you have plenty of places you can go, but I'm so glad you choose to come with me. Now that that's settled, let's get to business. Duke coming out the gate, finding themselves in a very hot pickle. They struggle at home. Something about being in Cameron Indoor when the lights are all on them. It's going to be a long night for the Blue Devils. Who knew? Considering it is Coach K's last season, considering the fact that we knew they want to be dominant and every time they step on the court, they have struggled when it's their own home field advantage. Coach K coached the first half of this game, and unfortunately he was not able to return in the second half. A lot of people were looking at him in the first half. He didn't look well. He was flushed. We had to have the assistant coaches you know, and the trainers tend to him. He didn't come out in the second half, although it was very much all Duke pretty much for the entire game. It was close until it wasn't. And then it started to get away from them. And then you see the fact that Coach Shire had his opportunity to get some shine. So three things we learned from the Wake Forest Duke game. First of all, Coach K is okay. Uh, Coach Shire released a statement. Coach, you know, of course, had a lot going on. His health is always number one, but the fact that he didn't return had everyone worried, but reports are saying that he is doing fine and he'll be able to return. Two more games left in Cameron. Hold on with us. You know, we want to make sure that your final season ends on a high note. So let's see. Well, for me as a Carolina go, maybe an, a loss to Carolina, but you know, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Facts the matter is we're glad that he's doing all right. So that is number one. Number two, Coach Shire's coaching second half of that game led to a 19-point comeback by Wake Forest. They came up short in the end, but it spoke a lot to Coach Forbes and what he's really brought out of these Demon Deacons. It's very, It's been very exciting to see how well these guys have played so far this season. To me, Alondez Williams – Definitely the star there. And I'll talk about my third reason why he's great. But I will say, you know, Wendell Moore Jr. having 16, A.J. Griffin with 12, Paula Boncaro with 13, Mark Williams with 16, very much (laughs) all Duke, everyone eats kind of matchup here. But I think for me, the biggest point of standing out, Mark Williams, I know we talk so much about Paula Boncaro. 
Mark Williams, who ended up having the game-winning shot, he is such an essential part of this offense. He is an essential part of this defense. He is an essential part of this team. He Everything runs through him. I don't care what you said. Like you could tell me, you know, all the facilitators in the world, all the guards in the world, great, cool. Mark in that paint, scary. Nobody wants to see him in that bad boy. Everyone feels like he's going to block their shot. I know at times he caught, got caught slipping, but at the sleeping at the wheel, but ultimately – Mark Williams is the key player to the Duke Blue Devils team. Don't don't want to argue about it. Don't need to debate it. I'm telling you here right now. So he would be in the conversation more of a player of the year, in my opinion, than his team at Palo Bancaro. But that's neither here nor there. And I know you like to debate me in these Twitter streets, but go for it. I, I'm staking my claim. Now, my number three of the things that we learned here for the Duke-Wake Forest game, Alondez Williams cannot afford to get in early foul trouble. He's still the player of the year, in my opinion. But I think that it was very telling how he had two quick fouls, had to come out, and then picked up a third one that was definitely a, oh, you got to think twice about that. You know, you got to make an executive business decision before you let that one get away, especially because you know how critical you are to your team. And so I think Alondez got himself caught up there a bit, but ultimately had four fouls on the night was still able to manage putting up 18 along with Walton 17 and La Ravia's 19, which man, that Joker can shoot the rock. Okay. I, you know, I was really excited about this rematch. I really felt like Duke, you know, was going to play strong, but maybe kind of pull away and it wasn't going to be a game. And certainly when you go up 19, you definitely feel like you can turn it off, but you know, credit to Wake Forest's team and their ability to stay in that game and never really count themselves out. I think that's one thing. Again, we talk about Coach Forbes and how much he has changed the mindset of what we're looking at Wake Forest. We're kind of thinking like, okay, is this vintage Wake Forest? Is this the Tim Duncan, Chris Paul era of Wake Forest? Is this, you know, all that we thought about Wake Forest to be in terms of being competitive, being in matchups? I said it again, and I'll say it four times, four times more. Last season, if you had paid attention to this team, Musius and Rest and Company, they were in games. They just didn't didn't know how to gel together, and they were figuring out they needed a couple more pieces in order to really take it to the next level. And when I tell you that I know <laughs> they've taken it to the next level. They're a scary team. Duke does not want to have that ACC tournament rematch with them. I feel like Alondez is going to be a lot better. And you don't have that home court advantage where you're getting some fouls that go your way. Not saying it happens all the time, but I'm saying it happens quite frequently in Cameron Indoor. You don't get the fouls that you might get from other places. Now, I will say, though, this Duke team knows how to play on the road, so they're very scary. So you go to a Brooklyn, right? You go to wherever they'll be in their NCAA tournament matchup. They love that villain role. They love the bad boy aspect. They love when people doubt them, hate them, feed off that negative energy. So the fact that NCAA tournament will not be in Cameron Indoor could go to favor the Blue Devils ultimately. Like I said, they got two more games in Cameron, and then they move on. Wake Forest, of course, is figuring things out, and they will go on to their next matchups here. They have to play Notre Dame next, a very good team on Saturday, and then they play Clemson, and they finish off with Louisville. So two, to me, good very easy wins, one that might be challenging against the Fighting Irish. And as we go on to talk about the next teams, I want to make sure that I get you guys covered when it comes to your favorite, yes, your favorite treats, and that is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting pro 
protein bar ever. And I promise you, I know you're trying to get right for the new year. You think you're falling off, but there's always time to get back right. You can always get in the game when you try something that is healthy and delicious for you. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low calorie and high protein. They are up to 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can have mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think of a flavor that might be good, they will absolutely make it. So you can hit them up. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Rocking and rolling here. Locked on ACC. Candace Cooper trying to make sure you guys have a great start to your day. On this Wednesday, we are rocking and rolling. And... I'm glad you make me your first listen each and every day, but I would be remiss if I did not talk about the rest of my guys here that I have on the network, especially in my conference, Locked on Seminoles, Locked on Boston College, Locked on Syracuse, Locked on Wolfpack, Locked on Blue Devils, Locked on Pitt, Locked on Louisville. We are trying to just run the gambit, so make sure you guys check out all of their shows. And we have a new show, Locked on Heels is back with Isaac Shade. Isaac Shade, yes, there it is. Okay, make sure you check him out. And he, of course, he talks about my heels. They've got a big game tonight against Pittsburgh. And so I want you guys to be ready for all of that. So if you have not yet done that, make sure you download, subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, shameless plug, if you know somebody who's looking to be Miami or Clemson, all right, or if you need someone who wants to maybe talk about a little bit of Notre Dame, throw them my way. We know the commitment here, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. We get it done. We have fun. It's always a good time here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now let's talk about the other games that we happen to see here on Tuesday night. Okay, Clemson and FSU, the 81-80 victory for the Seminoles. I'm sure Jersey Drake is somewhere out there really excited. Maybe he's just relieved that his team got a win. Three things we learned from that bad boy, Clemson. You got to get on the other side of nail-biting games, and you got to pull off a win. We know that they had a close matchup against Duke, but they weren't able to overcome that victory. And now you see they had a close matchup against North Carolina, weren't able to come up with that victory. And here we are, Clemson and Florida State, 81-80. couple of seconds left in the game, and you see Florida State, Raekwon Evans shoot a clutch shot. Listen, I feel for the Tigers. They have P.J. Hall and company very good, right? They're excellent players. I think they have a lot going for them. P.J. Hall with 28 points on the night. Man, if he ever wanted to enter a transfer portal, I am looking for a big man over there in Chapel Hill because I feel like Baycott's about to go, but that's another story for another day. I feel like ultimately the P.J. needs help. So you've got to figure out a way to have Mr. Honor, Mr. Hunter, Right, Mr. Collins go off for more. Collins coming off of that suspension from the Duke game. You would think that his energy would be a little bit higher than it was during the during the night. Didn't quite, you know, matriculate how they wanted to. So Clemson has got to figure out how to pull out games and get these clutch wins. Number two thing we learned: FSU played for an athletic staff member who was diagnosed with cancer. Coach Hamilton was emotional post game and had talked about how his guys 
wanted to play for something bigger than them. And of course, it's bigger than basketball. Raekwon Evans matched P.J. Hall's numbers with 28. You also saw Mr. Cleveland come out with 13 points. I think it was just a time for, for FSU to figure out who they are, step up in a big way, and win a game that honestly they knew they could win. On paper, Florida State is extremely talented. They have the depth. They just have to steal it, and they just have to get through those young, growing pains. So shout out to them for stepping up in a big way. And the number three thing we learned, ultimately, both of these teams are still very scary when it comes to the Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament. I think that they you know, know they might be on the fringe or not even close. Clemson, not even close. Florida State, not even close. But that NIT might be great for them. The ACC, they could get an automatic bid. You just never know how it's going to go down. Florida State has Duke, who they've already beaten. They'll see them on Saturday on ESPN. And then they have Boston College, a winnable game. And Virginia, it's up in there. Depends on which Virginia we're going to get, right? So I think that's a big thing to look after. Then you also see Clemson, a team that's trying to bounce back with a with a few more wins to end their season. They have Louisville on Saturday. Then they play Wake Forest, as I mentioned before, and ultimately end their season with Boston College. So you could see a good win from them. You know, I hate that I have to rag on Boston College like that, but here we are. So (laughs) there's that. Final game we want to sit and talk about here one second. But first, I got to talk about some other things, some housekeeping notes. As I had mentioned, ACC tournament is on the way. I feel like we have to have a Twitter spaces, right? Breaking news. I feel like we have to have a Twitter spaces just to talk about the tournament. We're going to try and get the guys from around the ACC in this bad boy. We want to hear from them why their team, maybe pitch why their team is going to upset everyone and get that automatic bid, why their team is just vying for a spot maybe in the NIT, or why their team has to have a strong showing, even excuse me, even if they don't win, they have to have a strong showing in order to seal their fate in getting to dance in March in the big NCAA tournament. So there's a lot to go over there. So I feel like a Twitter spaces is necessary. So if you have not yet, please follow me on the screen below if you're watching on YouTube at Candace D. Cooper. Let me know what you want to once you want to hear in the Twitter space what we should talk about, what we, what you what there it is. We make sure that we hit when we have those conversations. Then you can join. You can leave me ooh, leave me messages. I'm all over the place, clearly. You can leave me messages. Let me know how you liked it and see if you want to do it. Keep doing it. Maybe ACC tournament. We keep things rolling. We talk about some games, preview some matchups. We just give everyone a chance, the opportunity to talk a little bit as we share and get excited about a conference tournament, which I know we all are super excited about it. Before we get into this last game, NC State and Pittsburgh, I want to talk about the fact that football might be over, but basketball season is in full swing from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the number one place for sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline is where the game starts. 
So we're wrapping up the show here. Want to make sure you guys are all ready to go. You know now that we have all of these amazing shows here on the Lotto Podcast Network around our conference. You know that Twitter Spaces is on its way. And now we got to talk about something happy. And that's for my Wolfpack fans. I know you guys listen to Kitten on Mondays, Locked on Wolfpack Podcast. But I already know he was hyped on his show about this huge win for the pack. Like, listen. High time you get a 15-point win against a mediocre team because you know that you're halfway decent squad and you deserve to be in this conversation in the AC. I understand Manny Bates going down has changed the trajectory of this program, but there's still some stars over there in Raleigh. Darion Sebron had a little slow night, only had 11 points, but it was Terquavion Smith with 26 and Mr. Hellums with 15 that really stole the show. A lot of high energy. All of the... All of the starters had a decent game, but it was Cam Hayes coming off the bench with 14 points. He's had sort of a sophomore slump that we have been hoping to see turn the corner. Has not yet, but this could be a sign of good things to come, especially for Coach Keats, who's going into next year trying to have who will have a lot of pressure on him. So big double-digit ACC win. Number one thing we learned from this game, they beat Pitt 76 76- why did I say the beat pit? Why am I talking about pit? It's Georgia Tech. Jesus, there it is. I cannot believe that. Y'all knew this whole time I was talking about Georgia Tech and you didn't correct me. I'm just, I'm really upset about myself. Georgia Tech and NC State. I wish I could just cut this out, but I'm gonna keep rolling because that's what, that's okay. Real life is messing up and then and making sure that you let the show don't stop. One monkey don't stop, no show. Me messing up is not gonna stop this really great episode. NC State beat Georgia Tech. There it is. They lost to Pitt. They just played Pitt, and everyone was in shambles about them losing to Pitt. And then they get this opportunity to bounce back with a decent Georgia Tech team, a 10-15 and Georgia Tech team at that, and get this big double-digit ACC win. I have Georgia Tech here on my notes, so I'm just saying, give yourself grace at the end of the day. Big double-digit win for them. Coach Pashner, of course, not really feeling the team as they gave a good performance, but certainly – could have stepped up in bigger ways. Michael DeVoe had 18 on the night start event with 10 and Mr. Howard with 14 and not seeing a lot of love from the bench. And they were only set up for ultimately seven points. Never going to really help yourself out if your bench can't also help you get it done. So there was that. Confidence boost for the Wolfpack. As I mentioned, Terquavion Smith with 26, Cam Hayes with 14. The team hasn't abandoned Coach Keats. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me. A lot of times we start getting hearing in the media how everything is going awire and we should reconsider Coach Keats being the leader of this team. And it's clearly not the case because those kids want to win for him as much as it's been difficult and everything having the NCAA NCAA investigation over their heads. Coach Keats has really remained poised and has certainly delivered at times the same sort of lines. The kids tried hard and you know they did the best they could, but now it's nice to finally reap the benefits of all of the hard work <laughs> and they can enjoy what is a very good win over the Yellow Jackets. There it is. I cleaned it up nice. Cool. Finally, number three thing we learned is that ice cream is always fun. I know you thought it was going to be some real in-depth thing. Coach Keats tweeting the ice cream emojis at the end of the game. It's been a tradition. If you don't know, Coach Keats provides his kids with ice cream if they win. I know it's been a long time since they got some ice cream. So many suggested they're going to be in Raleigh. Got to go to Goodberry. It's definitely not my number one spot. 
But if not, you know, you can always get a little Ben and Jerry's. There's nothing wrong with a little Talenti, a little Hagen dazs maybe even like Tillamook. What is your favorite ice cream? We could have a whole episode. I could do a whole segment on ice cream. That's my favorite, the top five, top five, top five desserts here. And then if you have some ice cream with some apple pie, ooh, hit, hit me now. Maybe even some little chocolate cake and ice cream. I don't know. That I just set it off. Made myself hungry here on the show. Wrapping it up here. <laughs> but I say all that to say, great job for the pack. You got to be excited for those kids who have had you know, such an up and down season. Being at the bottom of the pack, literally, of the ACC is not something that I'm sure that NC State expected. But here they are, still getting good wins and ultimately carrying themselves with poise. They play Boston College on Wednesday, February 23rd, and then they'll have Carolina on that Saturday, the 25th. So two really good games there for them, and then they finish their season with Wake Forest in Florida State. On the other side of things, Georgia Tech will have to bounce back. They play Pittsburgh (laughs) on Saturday. Then they play Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame to end their February slate. So a lot of good action there for the men's side of things. If you have not yet, I tell you every time I get the opportunity to get behind this mic, there are some really good women's games to go over here on the ACC. Make sure you give yourself a chance to tune into some of these bad boys. Florida State beat Syracuse. Miami beat Virginia and Boston College beat Pittsburgh. On Thursday, we'll see Louisville take on North Carolina, a huge top 25 matchup between the teams. It'll be really telling about how the Carolina girls can step up and play against a really strong opponent. It'll be great to see how Louisville can keep the ball rolling. They're playing some of their best basketball right now, so I think that'll be a critical matchup. You'll see number 23, Virginia Tech, play Syracuse. You'll see number four, NC State, take on a Wake Forest team. And then you'll have another top 25 matchup between two opponents, Georgia Tech and Notre Dame. I think that one be one you certainly want to circle on your calendar. So all good games to see there as we round out the end of the weekday games, then get you prepped and ready for the weekend, the best bets, all of that good stuff, Freestyle Friday. I know you're feeling it. So there we have it. Okay. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow. We will have more basketball talk, maybe throwing a little football in there, depending on what's breaking. Always appreciate your time. Follow us at Locked on ACC on Twitter. You can subscribe on YouTube wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to follow me at Candice Cooper if you're listening. And as well, make sure that you follow the Locked on Bets podcast. You know, we talk about bets on Friday, but we want to make sure you're well, well equipped. You can listen to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts because that's where they're available. For Candace Cooper, until next time.